Blast ye land lovers, this here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. This be the first thoughts episode where we give our first thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we just be a-watching. Well, I was watching with me good eye, so I'll do the best I can. And now we be sailing for Once Upon a Time treasure, so climb aboard. Here is our captain and first mate of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Mm-hmm. Come aboard. And hurry up, too. Yes. <laughs> we have lots to talk about. Yeah. And it was a very exciting episode. Yeah, Lots well, of twists and turns. And the ship's leaving. <laughs> yeah, hurry, hurry. Walk faster. <laughs> Bring up the plank. Yeah. Batten up the... I don't know. Batten down the hatch, Welcome, not up. Welcome, everyone, after a brief hiatus, of which yeah. we weren't initially prepared for. But mm-hmm. anyway, we have we have made it. Yes. And so tonight we watched Save Henry. Yes. The, the the hashtag has abounded a lot yes. on Twitter. And now we've saw, we and have Facebook. seen... And Facebook. And we have now seen the episode and what an episode it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's dive in, as it were, and let's not have any problems with any mermaids this time. No, I don't think we have anything to worry about. Ariel's patrolling the waters around us, so we're, we're good. Yes, and it was... A very interesting open. It was kind of like watching old movies of a cool time in your life. You go, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. There, you know, there is Grumpy ringing the bell Mm -hmm. about the curse. Mm -hmm. And then we see the scene with Regina and Rumpel Mm -hmm. and the cell. It's like, it's so good to be back at season one ish, kind Mm -hmm. of. Yeah, and so it was nice th- yeah. that the um, the exchange between Rumple and Regina and oh yeah, it was interesting. He asked, "How did it feel?" Mm-hmm. Which took me back to I believe it was Stable Boy. Don't don't quote me on that, but but the one where she used magic for the first time. Oh yeah, and Rumple said, "How did it feel?" Mm-hmm. And she kind of sl- you know sloughed it off, and he goes, "No, no, no. How did it feel?" Right. She says, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so, again, he's coming back with that with that question. Yeah. And I don't think it was Stable Boy, but anyway. Right. So, anyway, just It was disregard. in the time frame after Stable Boy. Right. So, uh, but she said it, it felt like victory. And it reminded me of that line from uh, Apocalypse Now. It smells like victory. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And... Um, we did hear fathers and sons were kind of interwoven tonight, especially. And so Rumpel was talking to her about the price. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of talking about it like it was a price to be paid, and I paid the price, and I got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rumpel always loves to kind of get to the core of the issue, and he goes, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and the price was the heart of her father. Right. And, you know, it's interesting, again, the discussion he was having with her, a hole in her heart. Mm-hmm. Maybe that hole was her father. Possibly. And, you know, giving her heart to perform this curse that she really, really, really wanted to do. Right. There's a piece missing. There's something missing. Right. And it, we'll, we'll get to more of that um, as we go. But uh, Rumpel, he loves to leave things out. <laughs> he, he'll tell you this story, but mm-hmm. he'll leave something out. So all the time he talked to Regina before, I mean, and we can watch the progression of it uh, throughout the series. Mm-hmm. I don't have the names of the episodes right now, but we can watch all that. And he was saying... You need to do it, and you know I can help you, and all this. And but he left out one important part: mm-hmm. <laughs> the savior, right, and Henry, 
Right. He left all that out. Well, sure. And until the curse was broken, and then she says, and no one will stop me this time, something like that. And he said, well, not exactly. <laughs> you know, there's a savior that's going to be born, uh, Prince Charming, Snow White. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You know, and it was one of those uh, I expected Adam Sandler to say, that was something you could have mentioned yesterday. <laughs> so Things that would have been important to me yesterday. So, you know, and when she said, so getting rid of a baby's now added on my list. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of famous stories, unfortunately, of history mm-hmm. when a king wanted to, uh, you know, kill a up and coming ruler just let, let's kill them all yeah kill all the children and it was yeah. that that idea of someone's coming to thwart my right. great plan i've got to kill the child well so. and when all you know is it's a child right and especially if you know it's a male child then the and you but you don't know which specific one you, you can't control all of them right right hence the reason and uh so, yeah, I wrote down safety valve. You know, when mm-hmm. he was talking about the Savior, I go, it's that safety valve, that little, I, I forget what it was, but he put that in the curse. Yeah. And so, in effect, that was the hole in the curse. Right. You know, he said, just in case, I'm going to, yeah. So, um, Rumple singing was fun. That oh, was a fun little loved thing. Loved that. Because he he can he has a singing way of talking when yes. he's really excited about excited something, about something. Yeah. and he's not mad because no. that's different. Yeah, but, that's very uh, different. The Regina looked really worried though at the end of that conversation mm-hmm. because like it was all starting to kind of sink in. Yeah, like all the things that she's done. Right. She killed her father, got his heart. It took two tries to get this curse right. Right. It finally worked. You know, Charming was injured, you know, snow and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes that Rumple duped her. I mean, and just think about all the places this curse had been. Yeah. Because it was with um, the witch from Hansel and Gretel's area there. Mm. Grab from there. I mean, it was just, just think about it. I mean, it's it's never easy. No. When you're going to do a dark curse that freezes time and throws people into this other area, it mm-hmm. takes a lot. Well, yeah. And you should really ask a lot of questions. Right. But anyway. Well, and again, she was blinded by her need for revenge. Yep. And she didn't think about who she's dealing with. She just wanted it. It was, it was a way to ease the pain is really what it was. Yeah. And she was looking for whatever was going to do that, and that she thought this was going to do it. So, so Pan as as normal, he blame shifted. Of course, oh, I didn't do this. Yeah, Henry, Henry put his he, Henry yanked out his own he heart. He willingly did it. I didn't do this. Right. You know, so right. don't you can't blame me, right? Even though I, you know, uh, systematically, uh manipulated him mm-hmm. through this whole thing and twisted everything around and then all my cohorts mm-hmm. the lost boys you know they helped me out and then dancing crazy with the sticks you know but yeah it wasn't me <laughs> it was him right. he did it to himself you know so well and that's he's yeah. very good at that he's incredibly good at blame shifting so Emma very childish Emma cut pan with yes, the did. sword Yes, she did. And it was almost like kind of the, you know, and maybe he was not immortal. Or maybe he was immortal. Maybe it was a bit like Superman in that there was a time, but when you go to that next level, then you are not. And I think... Think of it in terms of the mummy. When he had to get parts from all the people who opened the the canopic jars, right? Because Okay. Did you see the mummy? I did see the did. mummy. So, he was he was mortal until he 
fully regenerated, and then he would become right. immortal. And that's right. Then he started to bleed. And, yeah. Correct. So until he was made immortal, he you could cut him and he would bleed. And same thing with Pan. Pan had to fully, and Regina mentioned it, or one of them mentioned it later, is that he had to absorb, I think it was Emma actually, until he absorbs the, you know, the power from Henry's heart, he's still mm. mortal. We can still defeat him. But once he's immortal, he, all bets are off. Yeah, right. I, um, I love how this show takes this kind of really whimsical, fantastic storyline mm-hmm. and really kind of puts in things that really grip you and are emotional and are relatable. Right. right. It's really interesting. And, you know, so, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things. Say, you know, if you, if you gain the whole world, it's still not going to be enough. You can, right. you can have everything. Right. And it's still, you know, like Archie said, there's a hole, there's an emptiness. Right. And so I don't know that he was speaking directly to the curse and all she had done, but I think he was just talking about life. Is right. He was saying, you can get engrossed in your job. You can, it's work, 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 but there's still an emptiness. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is coming from a guy who's not married and right. doesn't have children either. But he has his dog. He has his dog. And Pongo's right. pretty awesome. Right. But, um, and dogs are like, people dogs yeah. are people yeah four-legged people four-legged furry people they that are. wine at three in the morning all right uh so she brought up regina brought up the last time she felt happy which was when owen visited right and i think a lot of people had mentioned that 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 was the beginning of that yearning for a child a son Mm-hmm. And so that's what. Well, I think it's because he wasn't afraid of her. Mm-hmm. He stood up to her and everyone else was afraid of her. And it wasn't nearly as much fun as she thought. Because, again, if everybody constantly, you know, caters to your every whim, you eventually get to the point where you're like, well, no. Don't you have a thought of your own? No, no, ma'am. No, right. I don't. I have only your thought. Kind of like coming to America at the beginning. When Eddie Murphy's trying to take the, when they want to, you know, give yeah, him the bride. Whatever you desire. What, what kind of food do you like? Whatever you like. All right. What kind of music do you like? Whatever kind of music do you like. <laughs> oh, no. Don't. Yeah. That would drive me nuts. I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah, Even if I, I don't agree with it, I wouldn't be able to handle it. So I think that's, that is exactly the point is that everyone was so, you know, cheerful and happy and, and oblivious to the reality of their circumstances. And so she, found this little tiny human who had no fear of her sat in her chair and sat in her chair and just said sorry and then offered her a you know a a, you know an apology gift and no strings attached just because and i think that's when she realized this is what i need somebody who will love me and won't question and won't care what i've done doesn't know what i've done well and has their own and has their own, you know, uh, opinions right, and yeah, right. Yep, yep. Uh, all right. Um, so Gold had at least one great line. Oh, he. We've had been a talking a lot about Regina having just the greatest lines. Oh yeah, yeah. But when she burst in and said, "I need a child," and he said, <laughs> "Flattered, but not interested." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, that was, was great. That was classic. Uh, when he said that, I was like, dude. <laughs> that was very funny. That did make me laugh quite a bit. She did mention that if if anyone could cut through red tape, you could. And that is that is so gold. Oh, very you know. much so. And it's interesting how he does that, you know. And of course, she, you know, she didn't think twice about saying it because, of course, she figured he would remember who he was. What was the document that he was drumming his fingers on? Uh, when she came in, um, I wonder. Gosh, I don't recall to be truthful. I wasn't paying attention to it. I was thinking it was the uh, document to find or procure Henry. I think he had it all kind of figured out. Quite possibly. Yeah, because he had it in an envelope later. But I think right. initially he was kind of. It's he possible. Had it, he had it all ready. 
wouldn't surprise me. And, and it was interesting that Henry didn't really he Henry and Emma didn't move. They were in the same city. Because, yeah. you know, there was all those different things where, sure. you know, Regina said you were in Tallahassee and Phoenix and you're all, all these places. Right. Um, but actually, Henry went from Phoenix to Boston. So yep. it was almost like that was kind of ground zero mm-hmm. for where they would meet up. Sure. And so he knew the area. Mm-hmm. So he got the credit card and took the bus there to look for his mom. Hmm. How did he know? I would imagine. I, I, who's your mama? Dot com. That's right. What he used. Right. So. Well, that's what it looks like. But yeah, I'm wondering yeah. where that came. From. I wonder. I wonder if Mr. Gold was the uh, webmaster of that website. Probably. It's like, it's like no one else could be found except for oh Emma Swan. Right. Wow, in Maybe. Boston. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. Nope, I wouldn't either. So I think Mr. Gold knows how to register a domain and mm-hmm. back up. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we also learn about the preservation spell again. Yes. From what I recall, the last time Regina used that was on Daniel. Yes. And uh, she used it again. And this one only had an hour. Yeah, it was a weird frame. shelf life on this yeah. one. And I don't know if it's because he wasn't preserved under glass and maybe that's why the spell didn't last as long i mean she had daniel under glass right <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. that just sounds like a very fancy meal instead of pheasant under glass she had daniel oh under boy glass. well i know not, uh, all but right. she had him under that glass coffin for a very long time decades so i'm kind of thinking that because that's the keys there's no nothing to contain it doesn't last that long or maybe she need she didn't have the strength or the power I, who knows i don't know well you know there have been moments where i have really felt this kind of emotional uh, tie and uh reaction to regina and tomorrow uh, tomorrow tonight was another one of those moments where mm-hmm. when she and emma were talking and she finally turned to Emma and said, you know, you have it all. You have two parents that love you. You have a son. Mm-hmm. You have this guy, <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this person thing, <laughs> uh, that, that cares about you and, a, and a, a pirate pining for you. Yeah. You've got it all. Henry is all I have. Mm-hmm. And I went, that, that's true. But, Okay. And that is so true. And it's very sad when you think about it. But at the same time, she did that to herself. But still, I know it's very at, sad. At the end of Believe the day, me, though, I'm, I'm just yeah, saying, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just simply saying she kind of did this to herself. I feel bad for her. I do. I feel bad for her that she hasn't, she didn't figure out before she made all this happen that she could have had any number of things. I, I want to talk uh, just briefly about Steve Jobs and other people who are. Very powerful in business. Uh, I I have this idea that people that are strong in business are are jerks because you have to do that to become successful. You can't be Mister Nice Guy, and I know there's or Nice Woman uh, to do it. You know, and so you what you're saying is she did it to herself. What I'm saying is that the path that she took was the trade. Right. She That's chose all these things to fill the hole in her heart, to, to meet a, a need that she needed revenge and all that stuff. Right. And the trade-off was in the end of the day, she did try her best to get revenge. The funny thing but, is, is that if, if you remember back when she enacted the curse and she told, or when she was about to, and she told charming and snow, she was going to at their wedding. She said, and the only happy ending will be mine. Right. 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 Or was that when she actually enacted the curse and she was standing over charming, you know, with uh, snow e- either way. Yeah. Pilot episode. She flat out said the only happy ending will be mine. And yet the irony is she's the only one who is miserable. Right. Because and, uh, yeah. they, again, had no memory of who they were, so there was no opportunity for them to be miserable. But, if she really wanted them to be miserable, she would have actually let them keep their memories and taken them to this place 
and made their lives a, a living hell. But see, she she opted not to, and she figured, okay, well, let's just take them to this place. You know, there's no magic here, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, she, she made all these choices. And it's funny, because she thought she was doing it to make herself happy, but ultimately, it ended up making her miserable. And that's clear in Welcome to Storybrooke, when she went into exactly. Gold's, Gold's shop and said, this driving me crazy. They all do what I want, and they, they're all, you know, he goes, well, that's, that's what you wanted. That's that's what you got, and so you're the mayor so. again. Mm-hmm. Again, it's that whole idea of you know, kind of the fantasy island is be careful what you wish for, be careful what you really go for if you want it. Just make sure that you think about it. So, right, plan out all yeah. the moves because again, you know, the grass may be greener in somebody else's yard, but their water bill is probably a heck of a lot higher too. That's a that's a t-shirt right there. I know, isn't that fantastic? <laughs> yes. I wish it was yours, but I know you. I actually got that from someone else a long time ago, but it stuck with me. All right. Uh, So Emma basically turned over the leader reins to Regina. And I'm Mm -hmm. not making light, but I'm saying that was kind of an important thing because Regina did that for Emma. Yeah. The first day they got there, you know, she goes, well, you're the leader. Lead. And then today... Uh, in this episode, she just kind of said the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, okay, you seem to know. What do we do? And she yeah. says, I don't know. And so it was kind of an interesting thing that it took them all united. And Charming talked about this on the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, look, this is incredible. Uh, the, the the pirate, the evil queen, Charming, Snow, the the savior... We all had to work together, just like you said. Mm-hmm. And you were the leader, you know. And she's like, "Oh shucks, Dad, you know, uh, I don't." Uh, <laughs> uh. But but um, you know, I think Regina has changed. I think she's understood that she has a place, a mm-hmm. part to play. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. It's just her strength is not all encompassing, and I think she's learned that all these parts of it mm-hmm. together. Are strong, right. you know, and I know for sure that she's learned that with uh, with Rumpelstiltskin. That yeah, he, he's not necessarily an adversary. It's, most of the time, he is, but not not all the time. Uh, so, what? And this is a question I have because when Regina uh, mentioned that they were going to kill Pan. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Rumpel will let that happen. I wonder if, and I'm not jumping to the end yet, but I'm just wondering if when that time comes, if Pan will plead with Stillskin and say, I can change. I made a lot of mistakes. I want to do better. Something tells so. me he won't, though. Okay. And that's because he doesn't seem to regret anything of what he's doing. He has mm-hmm. no qualms about doing the most evil, horrible, awful things. He's childish. He hasn't grown up. In fact, he he's all about self-preservation at this point. Yeah. He could not care less about anyone else. So I sincerely doubt that he'll try and – he may try to plead, but Rumble is smart enough to recognize that that's just a lot of hot air. Well. So, but I, I'm just throwing that out there because that would be kind of the emotional. When any when anything in this show is too far to one side, they always throw the other side in, and oh, then sure. you you have this this conflict. Do right. we kill him? Do we not kill him? If we kill him, this will happen. If we don't, this will happen. So, and it makes it um, dramatic. So Penn never fails. Felix loves to say that. Felix mm-hmm. probably has a T-shirt that says Penn never fails. Right. But I'm wondering how he got that. You know, there there must have not been much for Penn to do. Say, so see, I woke up today. I never fail. I mean, I don't know what what you know. I think so. Pan is such a trickster that yeah. he has basically brainwashed and proven that see this happened because of me see this happened because of me see this happened because of me and felix is at the point now where he he believes it wholeheartedly and doesn't think and think twice about it 
I remember a couple of uh, episodes ago in the podcast that you were talking about that, I mean, the mother figure to the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, wasn't that in the cartoon? Well, yeah. Wendy. They wanted Wendy to be their mother. You read stories. Yeah. Okay. Read stories. That's what mothers do. So pa- Peter Pan wanted Wendy to come and read stories to the boys because that would be what a mother does. Okay. And they needed a mother. All right. And, you know, the, the famous line from the film Hook Mm-hmm. You need a mommy very, very badly. Yep. So, I mean, that's yep. kind of within yeah. the, the realm of Emma saying, you know, look, every kid needs a mother. Right. You know, right. And, and I would expand it out a, a parental figure somewhere. Sure. So, um, but uh, so Henry was placed with a family in Boston. At this point, we don't know what family that was. It, uh, yeah, so. and we don't even know if it's significant. It could have just been some random family. and Because the adoption fell through. Right. Which means Gold probably had something to do with it. And that's probably that document. There's, probably he found something in their past. Yeah, possibly. Uh, or something. So Regina left Storybrooke. And that's no shock or surprise, no. but I was just saying of the list of people that have, it was very important season one. We were thinking, okay, who, who left or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would appear that Ruby left. I don't think she did. Okay. Cause granny was saying the Eastern seaboard and her and all that heart attack. Okay. Is what stopped Ruby from So leaving. she may have wanted to. She wanted to leave, but she didn't because Granny had a heart attack. Yeah. So, but but in the end, because we all thought, I did, that uh, Gold left to go right. get Henry. Nope. But it, it, it appears that Gold kind of worked through the system. Sure. Sending out letters or something to make it happen. And then Regina left. Right. So we know that Regina left. We know that Henry left. Um, but at this point, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll stop there. Well, think about it because everyone else was affected by the curse. Right. The exception is gold. He was affected, but he couldn't walk across the lines without... Because um, he was a pa- impacted by the curse, but not right. really. And Jefferson uses hat, but anyway, I don't. I don't want to go into that. Yep. And Jefferson was definitely differently impact. Yep. Impacted, All right. not impact. Impacted. So when Regina met Henry for the first time, that was such mm-hmm. a cute, cute scene. Oh, it was such very a great, sweet. a great yeah. moment. And I'm not a, I'm not a mom, and I'm not a dad, but I wonder. You know where you go for that. You know, it's just—I mean, she was, you know, watching Lana. She was in there. She was oh, in yeah. that moment, and yeah. it was just so good. And I, I know she's an actress, but it's just like that's a that's a powerful moment. Yeah. I mean, you know, all I know is that the maternal instinct kicks in the moment a mother uh, receives the child, mm-hmm. and it's a powerful bonding moment. You know. It, it usually does, but not all the time. Okay. All right. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, Mama Regina holding the mm-hmm. little baby. and mm-hmm. it, was, it was cute. It was very cute. Uh, the Lost Boy cult continues, you know, <laughs> which is this crazy, this crazy stuff. Um, and, you know, Emma, just like I mentioned before, you know, it's like Indiana Jones, where you go in to rescue somebody and then you rescue everybody. Right. And, you know, Emma saves not only Henry mm-hmm. with the help of everybody else. Right. But she also is saving all the lost boys. Right. And, um, and Wendy and Tink. And Wendy and Tink. And you wonder what lost boys will be doing in Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. You wonder how that will impact everything. Well, think about it, though, because the only one who really was just defiant beyond all right. odds was Felix. Yep. The others were scared to death, but wanted what Emma was offering. 
And that's why they broke down is because they really wanted that. And Felix doesn't. So why? What's different about Felix? And that's been another one of those outstanding questions. Five. We have like five big questions. Okay. Right. Where did he come from? Where are his parents? Is he real or is he the shadow from the island? Mm -hmm. I mean, shadow takes on form. So why not take on the form of Felix? But it's just, it's very trippy to um, think that he's just so attached to Pan. And why? That doesn't make any sense. So I loved how Hook used his hook to sit the boy down. <laughs> There's a lot of uses for that hook. Oh, yeah. There's a flint striker and a coconut mm-hmm. poker and a, sure. you know, with a dream shade, a almost gold killer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do a lot of things with a with a hook. Sure. sure. All right. All right. Uh so Felix saying not telling you mm-hmm. reminded me of Henry in the pilot when uh Emma said, Where what's your address? And he said one, two, three, or something like that, not telling you street. Yeah. So when they stopped on that uh place of power in that intersection of Storybrooke. A lot of really interesting things happened in that intersection in the middle. And uh, so that's a good question to ask the listeners. Yeah. You, how many things can you remember that happened right in the center of the uh, intersection? Yeah. Lots of stuff's happened. All right. Uh, so the thinking tree was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Pan's thinking tree. And I was thinking, you know, the tree of life, and there's all kinds of really interesting trees and stories, you know, so. Well, yeah, I mean, Pan's home was in the base of a tree at one point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and then there's the, you know, pixie dust tree, the grove of pixie dust trees. So, I mean, there's... There's trees mentioned, and, and that's just in this story. We haven't even touched on the other trees. Emma said, we're going home, all of us. Yep. And there was a line very similar to that in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where Indiana Jones, I believe the the first part, I'm unsure of, but I think he said, we're leaving, all of us. Yeah. And that's, you know, when when Emma first went to the island, if you you listen to the podcast for this one, uh, you heard me say, I bet you she's going to pull in Indiana Jones and save all the kids. And yep, you're that's, right. That's what happened. Uh, once in a while, I'm right about something. Uh, all right, so so Granny tries to help Regina. And Regina, you know, like a worried mom, it's like everyone's bothered by the, the, the crying, you know. And, right. Uh, I was a colicky baby. That's what my mom tells me. Mm. I I cried a lot. Yeah, and uh, it's it's tough. You know, mom. <laughs> she said sometimes you know she would take me to you know parties and get-togethers and stuff, and the people would it put me up in front of the air conditioner to keep cool because mm-hmm. it's hot in San Bernardino, and mm-hmm. uh, you know I'd have colicky <laughs> episodes at night. Wouldn't sleep. I'd be mm-hmm. crying. And you have uh, no trouble with that now. No, you sleep. No, that's true. Real well. So yeah, there's a crying babies. It's a it's a tough thing. It is, difficult. you know. And and uh, you know, Regina's like any good mom. I love my child. I I don't know what else to do. Right. He, you know, my child acts like doesn't want to be around me. Mm. I'm, Crying and all this kind well, of stuff. Well, she figured he was crying for something, you know, even though right. she probably took care of all the necessities, you know, fed him, changed him, burped him, whatever, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it would stand a reason that if all those things are met and he's still crying, there's something physically, you know, medically wrong with him. What's going on? Yeah. Granny tried to help. Yep. She said, just tell him a story, like a bedtime story. Yeah. And then we hear her utter the famous word once upon a time yep and then started telling the story Mm -hmm. uh there was a tweet from lisa that said that maybe the um you know maybe the regina has something to do with this with the book Hmm. so Hmm. 
Anyhow, uh, possibly. It, yeah. It could be. I, I just think that it was somebody, and, and we'll see somebody start to write. The I book. think it's gold. And possibly. All right. Uh, so we see Dr. Whale, very uh, short haired Dr. Yeah. Whale. Very interesting. He like shaved off his hair, man. Yeah. He looked nice. Yeah. It was kind of nice to see Dr. Whale, but yeah, it was kind of like, oh, wait, he cut off all his hair. Uh, and he had another one of those lines where, you know, when he said it, I kind of ducked because I didn't know what uh, Regina was going to do. I think he needs the, the Henry baby. Henry needs 10 cc's of maternal love. Oh, like, boy. Uh, okay there, Pally. All right. Just keep on talking. Yeah. But, um, you know, she just was concerned. There's something wrong with Henry. And, uh, we hear an old friend on the phone, Sydney. We do. Uh, Yay. You know, again, it was kind of like like going, if you really loved where you came from <laughs> when you were a child and you went back. It was kind of mm-hmm. like that where it's like, oh, yeah. I remember him. Oh, I yep. remember that. Oh, I, re- I remember that cell where Rumpel was. Oh, yeah. that's... that's- Season one, you know, and and it was nice to see these little kind of signposts around the hospital uh, where Henry was again. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one small thing I was really worried about. I almost ran through the screen as when they stepped away from the bed and Henry was on the bed. I'm like, there's no side things up on that bed. That's what I thought, too. I boy. I'm like, are you crazy? You don't leave a baby unattended like that. Especially when that little. Yeah, I I mean, he's not going to. Theoretically, he's not going to roll because he can't because he doesn't have any strength. But you still don't do it because you never know. And please don't tweet Adam and Eddie about this. I mean, my my goodness. Pretty sure they figured, you know, a brand newborn who's only a few weeks old, if that, he's not going to roll himself off the bed. But I'm just making this. But yeah, honestly, they had at least 12 people around watching, so nothing was going to happen. But I was just it was just making a little observation about that. I honestly actually thought Henry was going to roll off or start to roll (laughs) and Regina was going to use magic to to stop it. But then I realized, no, she doesn't have magic. So, yeah, it was nice to hear Sydney again on the uh, phone and they kind of went around he probably called in on an ISDN line and recorded <laughs> recorded the lines because uh, he's a pretty guy. I I haven't watched a pretty guy. He's pretty busy guy. Well, he's a pretty guy. I mean, he's nice yeah, looking. Nice looking dude. But um, no revol. Stop it. Revolution. You know, I think he's still in there. Yeah. In that show. Yeah. So as far as I'm aware, a, he's a busy guy. Yeah. But then. You know, the worst thing of all when you're a new mom and you have a crying baby is your nemesis will hold the baby and stop the crying. Of course. It's like, what in the, the world? The least likely person right. or the person you don't want to bond with your child and it happens. Yeah. Uh, Henry's bed, when he was laying in the bed, reminded me of Wendy when she was uh, mm. laying in the bed. Mm. I, You know... I still don't know if she was like playing like she was sick and she really wasn't. Yes. On the so, island you're talking about? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. She totally was pretending to be sick. All right. Uh, so, and ordered her to. Yeah. And she followed orders. So if I heard right, Sydney said I worked my magic with the health department. Yeah. To get the information yeah. because he couldn't get it through the adoption agency. Yeah. Boston's Angels Adoption Something like uh, that, agency, yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, Gold set her up, boy, and she was hot mad. Oh, I thought she was going to throw that child around the room when she grabbed the the little carrier uh-huh. and left. I was going, oh man, <laughs> take care of the. <laughs> she was so mad. She was very, very mad. Man. Very mad. But uh, yeah, Henry almost went back. Well, and I love the uh, so. fact that she had that conversation with Gold, and she is talking to him like he knows exactly what she's talking about, and he's faking it like 
nobody's business. I'm convinced he is faking it. Like he has no idea what she's talking about, but yeah. he, he truly does know what she's talking about because for him to say, well, isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> well, you're concerned about, yeah. I mean, yeah. he just, he was, he was cool, collect, calm as a cute, uh, calm, cool and collect as a cucumber. And she, she was just hopping mad and he, played it off like he didn't know and she's like you little imp and you know i mean he didn't yeah. flinch i loved it i yeah. thought it was fantastic it was a great scene he, for both of them normally when she does that he's buffing something or cleaning something <laughs> and he I, from what i remember he wasn't tonight no he was just kind of bracing kind of for it there. oh yeah he knew it was gonna happen oh, yeah like he three two one dealing gold <laughs> like oh man here she comes uh so the nokia phones I, I I do enjoy seeing these old cell oh, phones. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember the ago. first time yeah. I got a Nokia phone. Mm-hmm, yeah. I thought that I was the bee's knees. I thought that that was the greatest thing yeah. in the whole world. You know? And oh, now yeah. you look and you go, that's, that's a stupid phone. It's yeah. serviceable. It's just not very yeah. advanced. It's just a phone. But my favorite part of that whole thing was when she walked out of the shop, what did we see? We saw a topiary mm. that looked just mm. like the pixie flower tree. Yep. That whole grove area. Lots of connections there. Oh, very much so. And we saw some magical vines. Yes, again. we did. Again. Now, these magical vines looked like they were from H&R Puffin stuff. It was a very clothy looking vine. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Not shiny. No. But it looked like, you know, oh, Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> watch out for the magical vines. Anyway. Okay, the funny thing is, I'm just curious how many of our listeners actually know what that is. <laughs> okay. If they Probably actually the British ones. It. Maybe the British ones do. Yeah, but no. Um, yeah, most of our listeners are probably a little too young to remember HR Puff and stuff. They might yeah. have seen reruns because I actually saw it when I was flipping through a couple Saturdays ago. It was kind of funny. I was like, "Oh, check it yeah, out!" See, that's but that's, anyway. That's a show that fan, that uh, parents trusted us to watch about a a boy talking to a talking flute and these crazy trees right. and with the. 60s glasses oh, on, yeah, the groovy tree, and yeah. the witch with the wild getup, and the witch oh man, mm-hmm. so. oh dude, such a great show! It was such a classically hilarious, but it was weird, oh bizarro, it was so completely weird. bizarre. But and you watch it now, and you go, oh, that's why I'm so weird. Well, and if you yeah. look at all the Sid and Marty Croft yeah. shows, they were all pretty much a little off psychedelic and very um yeah, yeah i don't want to keep talking i'll go off on a tangent i, know. I don't want to do that no, so anyway magical to. vines um regina used one in the hansel and gretel yep. true north episode yep uh she used them on david to grab him to the wall mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. season two yeah also the destruction of storybrooke there was vines oh, yeah. coming out yeah, yeah. And uh, when Cora restrained Regina yeah. from leaving. Yeah. There's probably a couple of other instances, but that's I'll what stop uh, my head. I, can't I remember. Think of it, yeah. yeah. The magical vines. Yeah. So, Michael and James. Wait, that's it about the vines? Yeah. Are we coming back to the conversation with Pan? No, go ahead. Are you done with that whole scene? Uh, n- no. Okay. No, we'll loop back. Okay. So uh, Michael and James tried to adopt Henry. Michael and John. John, sorry. John. Sorry. <laughs> That's why you're here. You need to help me. Yes, a little bit. Michael and John. John. They were the family that tried to adopt Henry. They were. They were on the... They were trying to get Henry for a long time. Oh, yeah. They even said they've been looking for him for a long time. Yeah. And they they weren't kidding from his birth practically. So Which is interesting cuz how did he know, how did they know? Well, that's a, and that's another question. I wonder you know, I mean, if if gold is as good as he is with mm-hmm. all that stuff, I mm-hmm. wonder if Pan is as similarly as good right. because of the whole DNA and mm, 
you I would know. think it's just the deviousness, knowing that that's the case, and probably seeing what's going on with his, with his shadow roaming around. All of a sudden, a baby drops in, and then eighteen years later, she has a baby her of her own. And if yeah. you think about it, if you think about it, the only reason why Michael and John couldn't find Henry for the last eleven years because he was hidden away in Storybrooke. Yeah, and they couldn't get there. Right, couldn't find it. So they were waiting for the moment when the spell was broken and they could see it and they could right. get there. And they then when they there. figured it out, they had a little time lapse, though. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess when Greg and Tamara kind of reported back somehow. Yeah. <laughs> with a walkie-talkie full of dirt, I don't know. Yeah. No, anyway. that was... Anyway. So... Um, this thinking tree, is that yeah. what you're going to talk about? No. Okay. Well, yeah, the whole where he's got the girls tied up. Yes. Yeah. So that was the infamous tree where Pan uh, became, Rumpel's father became Pan. Malcolm? And he let. Wasn't his name Malcolm? Rumpel, yes. Yes, Sounds I right believe. for some reason. Yeah. And uh, he let Rumpel go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay. So, so let's talk about it. Uh, well, okay. One more, one more thing is he, he uh, pan said, I have, uh, this tree protects me. And so his faith was in this tree, this thinking tree, right? Where he did the most, you know, diabolical thing in the world, right? Let go of his son. Right. Purposely. And, and he was like, pushed him oh away. no, this is a. A special, you know, kind of a tree here, and it's yeah. where I go and I think, and all this. I mean, he, he's not going to win Father of the Year. That's nope. really nope, nope, it. Nope, nope, I'm not being funny. I'm and just, actually, so yeah, so the vines trap them, right? Yes, right. What you just said actually um, is just clearly shows just how evil Pan really is. He told the the women. The reason why you're stuck to this tree, basically, is all the regrets. It right. holds mm-hmm. on to people yep. with regrets. Yep. And that's when he started going after each of them for the different regrets. Interestingly enough, if that's the case, he would have been trapped there a long time right. ago. Right. So, so he has no regrets. He does mm-hmm. not regret even a little bit that he let go of Rumble. And, you know, which ties into <coughs> Regina's response. Right. She, you know... Uh, well, even after it reminded Emma. me. It it reminded me of uh, of uh, uh, Al Pacino's uh, role in The Godfather in Godfather Two, uh, or maybe it was three, where he was in the garden with the priest confessing all those things, and it was kind of like you know he I've done this, I I've had been killed. Uh, all these different things. It was kind of like Regina recounting. Yeah, I, yeah. I cast a curse. I froze all these people in time. I've had people killed and tortured and all these different things, but I don't regret any of it. Yeah. And then, and so she then that, that ties in with Pan because mm-hmm. he's the same. Right. So the, they right. are the same in a way is that they don't hold no regret from what they, they have did. no regrets for their actions. Right. The difference is, why doesn't Regina have any regrets? Not because she's pure evil, because she she wouldn't have helped in the first place if she was pure evil. I wonder. She had no regrets because, as she said, it brought her son to her. Yeah. Yep. And that's why she has no regrets because she loves Henry more than life itself. He's all she has, but I think she truly, genuinely loves him more than life itself. And because of that, she has no regrets, even though she's done some of the. And she acknowledged she's done. That's who she not. She finally acknowledged who she is. Yeah. She got down to the heart of the matter and mm-hmm. said, "I am the evil queen. I right. did these things, mm-hmm. and you know what? I don't regret any of it." Yeah, and that's why she was able to break free. And uh, you screamed when she grabbed uh, Henry's heart out of Pam. Oh, dude! And I would imagine—I wish I would have cracked the window open because I probably would have heard people scream all over the neighborhood. Oh, you know, it's just like you know, Anybody go, watching go, that Regina. Been like, 
Yeah, that, that was that, that was, was really great. That was amazing. That whole scene was really, really just beyond great. That was Regina at her Regina right ish right Regina nests. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. because because she had been held back so much. Oh yeah, that for the first time she just kind of went. I got this. I don't need anyone to tell right. me yes or no. She right. She, she, she took over. She knew at that point in time. Yeah. Maternal instinct took over and she knew what to do. Even yeah. though she told um, Emma she didn't, she knew what needed to happen, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Um, honey, when... Yes, dear? Regina, when Regina said that to Henry, that's when he woke up. Mm-hmm. Because they were trying to wake him up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that that's a real touching moment. And also, um, Regina mentions that uh, Emma, to me, remember when uh, Pan said, I'm sorry, when Rumpel's was talking about Pan and he said, Someone to be feared. Hmm. The one thing I took away with when Regina was talking about Emma in those early times mm-hmm. with Henry is that Emma was Regina's pan. Hmm. I mean, in a way. In a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the everything else Regina had control over, she could do anything, she could make anyone do anything mm-hmm. she wanted, but the one little problem mm-hmm. was the savior I'm sure. the safety valve that sure. was the most dangerous thing mm-hmm. to her right and henry right so yeah it was just what well, was more about it wasn't about the curse being broken it was honestly about her coming back and taking henry away right which yes yes but i mean the curse being right. broken was another that was another little Bonus, but, but, but it was just kind of the same kind of uh, when you know you're talking to Rumpelstiltskin, you're like, man, you're the you know you're the most powerful dude I've ever met, and all this magic. He goes, no, 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 you don't know Pan. Right, is someone you should fear. Right, you know, and the same thing with Regina. It's like Regina, you're so powerful. You've done all these things, dark curse, and everything's like, yeah. Well, if the mother of my son comes to town. Mm-hmm. Then we have a problem. Right. I'm really worried about her. Yeah. So, um, all right. And, you know, fate and destiny were kind of the what I call the lifeline and then also the, the problem line. Remember, it was early on, uh, I think the the gentleman who was officiating the adoption said, it was almost fate. It's almost destiny yeah. that this yeah. happened. Yeah. And then later on, you fate know, fate smiled upon you or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, when they were talking about Emma, I was like, you know, she said it was it's fate and destiny, and it was mm-hmm. kind of the flip side of it. Yeah. And uh, Archie um, said, if you worry about the future, basically it'll destroy your present. So well, don't yeah. don't do that. Live in the moment. Live for today. Right. Enjoy Love your it. son. Enjoy this time. Right. Don't don't worry about that. And um, she did say revenge was not enough. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's it's kind of like with anything, with anything that you strive for and you want. Once you get it, sometimes it's not enough, and you go, "That's it." It's not so much so. the thing that you really want. It's the struggle, the challenge. Right. The conquest is, the journey is more important than the end game sometimes. And more yeah. fulfilling than the end game. Uh, all right. So, Regina created this no worries or forgetful potion or whatever it was. And it reminded me of what she cast on Henry when he started asking too many questions about you're going to destroy Storybrooke, right? Hmm. And then he's she was going, and he forgot. He forgot that. Wow, I completely forgot that. She must have hit me. Oh, season two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, All right. So then, you know, a a lot of these spells come too late. A lot of these things comes too late, and so. 
after Pan yanked his heart out. Then she goes, oh, by the way, I was checking in my uh, list of spells. I have one that'll protect your heart. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's amazing. I should have thought of this before. But well, but who would have thought, honestly, that somebody was going to come out of uh, his heart? Fair enough. But I'm just saying. Just now, now we have I'm it, and now saying. I'm going to now I'm going to cast it. And you know, she mentioned it a number of times that Henry is Regina's prince. So I thought that was sweet. And then Pan is back. You know, the last we really heard of Pan, he was flying away somewhere in the whatever. Well, and then he just she appeared. took the heart out. And then what happened to him? Wasn't he just kind of lying there on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy is what that is. And so the, um, I guess there was still some time left. Well, yeah, there would have been some time left, very little time. I really was interested to see what would happen if the time ran out. Yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah. we will probably see that. And that's probably mm, on the books. Maybe, but of, I don't think of so. Of a future episode. Uh, and we'll see. Depends. All right. So Pan is back and then Rumpel's back. So they're both, ta-da, they're both Yay. back. And um, so it's almost like a, the, the Pandora's box. Yeah was kind of like a flask, and he just was twisting off the <laughs> top, and then, shoo, and then Rumples appeared. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And um, if you notice, this show is never good for very long. It's <laughs> Whenever there's something good that happens, right. there's just bad right around the corner. Oh, yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, if you watch this episode, and I'm sorry, if you watch this series... Whenever there's something you go, oh, that is so nice. Just wait. Three, two, one. Something bad. Oh, yeah. The, just one situation off the top of my head. The, the kiss with Mary Margaret and Charming out in front of Granny's over to the left in front of that boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they were spinning around. Yeah. After the kiss, what happened? Regina was in her car across the street watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just like, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to fix this. So, yeah. All right. Um, so they used the, and even Pan said, you know, if it was good for me, it was going to be good for you. And then they used the Pandora's box, like the Ghostbusters trap. Oh, yeah. To pull Pan in. And we saw the eyes kind of change. Between Henry and... We saw and, Henry's and I, eyes change and then Pan's eyes uh-huh. change. And I I knew instantly what was going to happen because I'm thinking to myself, oh, he just now, he changed places. So then Henry's in the box. Henry's in the box. Yeah. The real Henry's in the box. And that's why I think that the, the sand, even if it runs out, it won't make a difference because he's got the heart. Hmm. Right? But he's not on Neverland. Yep. So does that mean the, that the sand has stopped anyway? Don't know. Uh, Rumpel had a, a great... I'm sorry, Gold had a... No, Rumpel did. He had a great moment with Regina. Mm. And and it was, in a way, I think Rumpel was uh, apologizing. Yeah. Just yeah. in a Rumpel kind of way. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, he's a strong boy. Um, you raised him you well. You raised him well. And yeah. I think that was the, the, the end result. And, um, uh, yeah, yep. Nice moment. So Pan's shadow was the wind beneath their sails. Pan's shadow became the sail. Yeah. Well, Gina helped that. Yes. Because they used the cannon to shoot him up in the air so she could trap him and then mm-hmm. turn him into the sail. That was kind of cool. I was like, all right. Since, that's, since that's the, cool. uh, the other, the other sail was burnt up, uh, the Pegasus feathers or whatever. Yeah, the Pegasus sail. And that's where, um, Hook even said, he goes, well, if we had the Pegasus sail, we could get home a lot easier. And that's when uh, Neil goes, oh, no, we have Pan's shadow. He'll, he'll guide us home. So, you know, it's always interesting in this show. It's like 
people say, well, it's the last of something. It's the last bean. It's the last bit of pixie dust. It's never the last. Right. There's always more. There, there's there's beans here, there. Rural Gorham has a bean. Tiny's <laughs> got beans. There's beans everywhere. Yeah. There's pixie dust everywhere. But, right. oh, no, this is the last, you know, remember Pan said to Henry, this is the last bit. Right. Uh, there's no more. Right. But then Wendy says, oh, let me look. Oh, hey, I have the last bit from the last flower. Yeah. I'm giving it to you, Tink. And then she mm-hmm. said, I believe in you. I mm-hmm. thought she was going to get her wings at that point. I wasn't sure whether that she would or not, but I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So. <clears throat> and then when she was chit-chatting with Regina at the end, that was the nice thing where, you know, mm-hmm. Regina, yeah. you know, she admitted, oh, so you finally got someone to love. Not the love she was intended for but she did find love you know somebody to love and regina was like yeah you know and she was happy about that and then all of a sudden the pixie dust kind of well and that's the um and that's the old country song you know sometimes the love you're looking for is uh, the love you find is not the love you're looking for so yeah that's true all right uh so you know there's a nice moment uh, that um, Bay had with this Henry-looking person. Yeah, with Pam. So you have a dad now. Now, what's interesting is Bay should know the difference. He well, no, because he's not been around him long enough to know. Okay, and believe right. me, Pan. But, has but been, he knows Pan, though. I know, but okay. Pan knows Henry well enough now. He spent enough time right. with him, watching him. He can pretend to be him. It'll be a while before they figure it out. Yeah. But something, this is what I'm, I'm afraid of. Something bad will happen in Storybrooke when they land. Something very bad will happen. And when they trace it back, it'll be Henry. And then that's when, but it, it may not, it, they'll, it may trace back to Felix who will take the rap for him or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To protect him. All or right. they'll notice that he's befriended Felix and they'll either like be so blinded by, oh, look, he's made a friend and he's really bringing Felix out of his shell that they won't clue in the, to the fact that he's actually Pan. But we'll see how long it takes. Yeah, well, Regina has a pretty good record of spotting a fake, so hopefully well, she yeah. will So does that. So does Gold, so we'll see. Uh, Gold sometimes talks to visions. He, well, I know. That one, he was blinded by love, though. Yeah. So, I don't blame him then. Okay, uh, so in the last line is an echo of a line that was said before by the same, well, same person that looked different. Right. Let's play. Let's play. So, uh, another great episode. A lot of really interesting things, and I'm glad some of the. You know, Pan and his chicanery is moving to Storybrooke and more fun and trouble and drama is on the way. I was actually, to be truthful, I was kind of hoping we were done with Pan and move on to something different. But it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. So it could pretend, it could potentially um, bring some really cool stuff. And Michael and John... Mm-hmm. Are there? Yes, they are. So the reunion with Wendy's going to be pretty awesome, I would yeah, think. Yeah. All right. So that is it. I have two bit of housekeeping um, things to discuss here. One is I am working on the Once Upon a Time fan podcast holiday special. And there's a couple of uh, scripts out there that are being worked on. So we will see how things end up. I do not have a release date because we're working with different people's schedules and my editing schedule. So, but it is coming and it may be short or maybe a little longer. We will see how that happens. And I've also included some different show notes in with this um, podcast Kelsey is going to help out um, typing out all the show notes for this episode, and I really appreciate that mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And you can get to the show notes by going to once upon a time podcast.com slash one four nine. Okay. All right. So that is it. So we really need your input. Uh, we can't cover everything, and definitely we probably missed. 
something and you go, oh, my gosh, why didn't you talk about that? <laughs> we need you to discuss that either with a voicemail or an email. So you can send those our way and we can uh, take a look at those and incorporate certain parts of them. Um, yeah. As far as time, you know, we want to fit it all in and uh, make it a timely manner. So send those thoughts to us and uh, visit the website and all that kind of stuff. So um, we really appreciate that. I want to send big love out to everybody. And uh, thank you so much for listening to us, however that is. And uh, remember, big love is so big that you need to take what you need and pass it on to somebody else. So with that, we will bid you adieu. And even though the ship is moving away, we are still patrolling the waters for once upon a time treasure. So we are on the job. Yes, we are. Quartermaster Juan Forth and everybody on the crew. Yes. All right. See you guys. Bye. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Battlemates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So let us know what you thought of tonight's episode. And keep a ruddy eye for our main show coming in a few days. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With the good eye, of course. <laughs>